This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Charlie Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. There are literally hundreds of breweries across Colorado with dozens to choose from in Denver alone. But it's not just about the beer. Breweries are about nice patios, decent food, and of course, vibes. Today, I'm joined by producer Paul Caroli and newsletter editor Adrian Gonzalez to break down their fave beer havens and why you don't have to be a connoisseur to appreciate a great brew spot. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Adrian, Paul, hi. Good morning, Bree. Hey, Paul. Hey, Bree. We're talking about beer today. But really, okay, we're talking about breweries. And I feel like you guys wanted to put an emphasis on being beer likers and not beer lovers. Can one of you explain why why we're going the like route? Yeah, because beer's intimidating. Yes. You know, you hear people who really love beer talk about it. They'll say stuff like, Oh, the the tasting notes of uh, cedar or oak or maple. And like when I take a sip of beer, I never, never have those thoughts. That's just not the level I operate on. But I am someone who enjoys it. It's it's a part of Denver that I've always really loved. Like coming here from DC, it didn't we didn't have the same brewery culture. But here it's so varied and so rich, and it really is something we do well. So I, I've enjoyed uh, it, traveling all over the city, trying different breweries, and uh, yeah, definitely identify as a beer liker, not a lover. So you you drink a beer and you either like, I like this or I don't. Yeah. And it's like about the vibe <laughs> of the place and the, the company and what else is available. And the beer is there and it's nice if it's good, but if it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's a whole package yeah. situation. Yeah. Okay. That's how okay. I experience it. Adrian, how about you? Well, I think for me... Like a lot of Mexican immigrants, my love of beer started at places like quinceañeras, uh, parties, carne asadas, sitting next to like an ungodly loudspeaker, um, <laughs> listening to the Mexican banda music and, and tios and tias telling stories that are probably not true. Uh, and it's grown from there. I think going to some of those parties when I was of drinking age also started to rediscover my love for beer. But especially in Denver, it feels like such an intense deep nerdy thing that i feel like i can't really call myself a lover an aficionado i i'm a liker i like beer i like drinking it and i'm curious about it so really happy to be doing this episode couple of beer likers couple of beer likers i uh i never experienced the brewery boom here because it kind of happened after i quit drinking but um i was always a a, ba- a bad beer a kind of 
I, I don't want to say the a bad word, but I just drank beer that was pretty bad. I didn't have a taste for mm. it. So I'm curious. I'm curious about some other elements that we're going to talk about here that I can enjoy as a non-drinker. Um, so I guess we could start there. Category one, best brewery for non-alcoholic options. So options other than beer at a brewery. Or option, non-alcoholic options, I should say. Um, I, I like the way you said it the first time, actually. Options, <laughs> a brewery, not a beer. Because my answer, I think, is going to make some people mad. Um, okay. Uh, Adrian, I hope you have a good one. Because I, I don't really, I never get the non-alcoholic options at a brewery. I'm always ordering a beer. Um, so my answer for this one is, unfortunately, Dry Dock Brewing, uh, the North Dock location, which I like because they have a disc golf course in the lot out back and uh, they'll let you take a beer out onto the course and drink it while you're throwing your disc around on a nice day. Like some of these days we're getting in this fall spring. That is a great, great activity. Uh, so I guess you could bring your non-drinking friends, play around a disc golf and enjoy a beer. Um, but that that's my recommendation. Dry Dock Brewing in Aurora, North Aurora. But what do your non-alcoholic drinking friends drink then there, Paul? I think they have a popcorn machine. <laughs> a popcorn machine. That does sound good. This reminds me of the the earlier years of the brewery boom here. And I went to a brewery. I won't say which one it is because people really like it. But I was like, went to the counter and was like, hey, do you have any non-alcoholic options? Because, you know, I'm like the DD. And they pointed to a giant water container at the end of the counter and were like, over there. And I was like. Oh, well, never coming here so again. Sad. Um, okay, well, I, I guess we'll do some investigating and see if Dry Dock has anything no, I, else. No, um, no need. I don't, I think it's a, <laughs> a water cooler jug situation. I'm pretty sure. Oh, attention breweries. If you do that, it's very rude. <laughs> um, let's, let's move on. Adrian, do you have a good recommendation? I do. I do. I think this is a hard one to find. And I, I, this was important to me because sometimes uh, even I, as a beer liker, beer drinker, don't want to drink a beer but I want the environment. And sometimes I have friends that come over and join us for, for a brew or a Sunday hangout at a brewery. And it does suck for them to, to show up and be like, there's a water cooler with water that's been there probably for, for three days. So for me, my pick is Raices Brewery oh, in the yeah. Sun Valley neighborhood. My partner is from Puerto Rico. She's a Boricua. Uh, and so this was started by two Boricuas uh, and a master brewer uh, in I think 2016. And then they, they opened their brewery in Sun Valley in 2019. There are many reasons. I'm going to talk about raices a lot, I think, in this episode. But really, for the non-alcoholic options, my favorite is the Malta, which is a malt drink that's popular in Latin America. see it a lot in Puerto Rico. You've probably seen like the Malta India, uh, which is still brewed on the island. It is like somewhat like a dark beer. It's syrupy. It's kind of between a soda and a beer. Uh, but they also carry some of the juices uh, from Naturales, is, is the name of the company. Uh, frescos naturales they're flavored sparkling juices they have topo chico so they have a few more options they have a few more options for you to choose from them if you don't want to drink straight up beer yeah i will second that uh Rices is one of my favorite spots <clears throat> for that reason two they have food uh three they have an awesome patio and four but um also they <laughs> they not only allow children they have toys for kids and i know that's not everybody's jam but as a person with a kid, it is like, I love this brewery for that reason. So, and they're also just so nice. They're always so nice and they have great shows. Their programming is awesome. Yeah, they're a 10 out of 10. Um, I would like to add ratio 
Hmm. Anytime I've been there, they have kombucha options. Sometimes they have Rocky Mountain soda. Also, they're like a punk rock bar. That's their whole thing. And so I love the vibe there. But I've always and they've always I think from the beginning, they've had non-alcoholic options. So I'd give Ratio another shout out for this one. too. Where Where is Ratio, Brie? I think it's it's technically the Five Points area is the one I've been to, but I, I I might be mistaken. I think they have a couple. That's the only one I've ever been to. Oh no, they have two: twenty nine twenty Larimer Street and twenty thirty South Cherokee. So, two options if you want to go there. All right, next category is Adrian's category, which is best brewery for the sour. I don't know what that means. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I actually have a great explanation for what it is, but a sour beer, I think Paul will talk about the IPAs. That's one that I can't drink. And uh, it's funny. I think there's two sides to that coin. I know IPA lovers that hate sours and I'm not a huge IPA lover, but a sour, it's somewhat like it sounds. It's a beer that's a little bit sour. It's not usually high in alcohol content. Couldn't tell you how it's brewed, <laughs> but I could tell you how it's drank because I really enjoy it. And my pick for the best choices for sours is True Brewery on Broadway, on South Broadway. It's in the Baker neighborhood. Um, it was opened in 2016, I believe, uh, in 2012, actually. And their whole thing is beer, metal, Denver. They definitely have a vibe. Yes, it's a it's a divey vibe. They're playing black metal usually. Every single one of their beers is named after a black metal band or a black metal song. I know nothing about black metal. I grew up listening to, to heavy metal. And black metal is like the next level of metalness, I guess. It's even heavier metal. Um, so I love the vibe. It's really enjoyable. And you would think an environment like that would feel intense and crazy. And I don't know. I feel safe in there. They're very nice people. All of the bartenders are super nice. The bathrooms are super cool. So if I can give a <laughs> shout out to, to the bathrooms. But they have a great selection of rotating sours. Uh, my favorite one from, from there for years was Cursed, uh, which is a mixed culture sour pale ale. But they have one right now called the blended, uh, what is it called? It's called the Distant Season. It's a blended mixed culture sour ale aged on birch with juniper and kelp powder. Wow. So if you're into experimental crazy flavors, this is the place. Paul, your category is best brewery for the IPA. Uh, yes, I'm definitely more of a hop hound than Adrian. I will always order the IPA on the menu. That's going to be the first thing I try at a new brewery. And there's so many good ones around Denver, all different styles too. I mean, that's kind of been a fun thing that's happened in the last few years is there's more like hazy IPAs, East Coast IPAs. Uh, don't ask me to explain the difference between them. I am a beer liker. Um, but I will give a shout out to uh, one that I love it, that's in my neighborhood, Comrade Brewing's Superpower IPA. That one's pretty well regarded. I agree with the hype. That's a great one. But my favorite, coming in at 7.4% alcohol by volume and 100 international bitterness units, Station 26 is Juicy Banger. <laughs> is it because it's very fun to say? Maybe about juicy 50%. Juicy Banger? Yes, the Juicy Banger. Coming out of your mouth, it sounds... Yeah, please please say it again for, the, for those in the back. I'll say it a few <laughs> more times. It's called the Juicy Banger. It is so fun to order that beer. And it's a great beer. I actually went to Station 26 oh. for the first time very recently. It's up in Park Hill, a converted old firehouse, which is cool. But this place is like kids and dogs central. If you're a kids and dogs person, that's your spot. Not really my particular cup of tea, so I don't know if I'll be going back, but I will be ordering the Juicy Banger. Okay, the Juicy Banger, Paul's Wreck. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. 
because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Okay, next category is best vibes. So Paul, you kind of talked about this already a little bit with Dry Dock having the disc golf course. And I think that qualifies as as vibes because it's the environment itself. But I I mean, we've all just talked about many different breweries with different vibes. Um, Adrian, what is your favorite or your go-to brewery for vibes? I I mentioned earlier I was going to talk about Raices a lot. I think for me, again, talking about brewing and, and the way that it came to to the Americas uh, and, and beer the way that we know it now. You know, long story short, to, to be able to walk into a space that makes you feel seen and feel like you belong, um, Raices makes me feel that way. And like you said, it feels like it's inviting to everybody. I don't have children, but I have friends that have children and they love coming. It feels like a, like a great vibe for them. They have fun markets all the time, uh, good events. Um, and it's it's my second pick for the food because they have a rotation of food trucks that that's also really good for food yes. that, that you typically would not would not see in a lot of other spaces. Uh, so that's my pick for the best vibes. And the patio is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Paul, well, best vibes. I think this time of year, I want to give an honorable mention here to Bull and Bush Brewing oh, in Glendale. Yes. I know you love that spot too. Hundred percent. Their vibes. beer for me, not great, <laughs> but. It's very cozy. It's like this old English pub. They've got a roaring fireplace. On a winter's night, there's there's not a lot of more comfortable places in the city than Bull and Bush. But that's not my pick. Oh, wait, can I give a little shout out though? No, please. Okay, Bull and Bush, Christmas time. Go during Christmas time. Vibes are a thousand percent. They have these giant wreaths above all their little booths that are white, like white wreaths that are sparkly and they have uh, lights on them. It's just... Oh, you walk. It's one of those. It's one of those places where it's broad daylight outside, and you walk in, and it is like dark. It's like another time, another place. It's incredible. Also, their food is amazing, and their French onion soup is on point. But go ahead, Paul. This is a place that was very important to me for a long time. Specifically, this building on Seventeenth Avenue. Uh, the Denver Bicycle Cafe oh, used to be open there. I yes, loved that place peace. when it closed. It gave me that old Denver feeling of loss. Uh, but now the space has been reopened with Alpine Dog Brewery. Oh. Uh, they used to have a place uh, just off Colfax by the Ogden. Uh, I lived nearby. Didn't go very often. It's like a, It was like a ski themed. But now they're taking over the old Denver Bicycle Cafe space. They just opened in January and they redid it. It's got the same exposed brick, but it's the bar that wraps all the way around. They put uh, they put bar stools all the way around it, and there's some couches in there. There's some plants. It's just beautiful. Oh, they got rid of that really long communal table oh. for for bicycle cafe fans, and they they've got more traditional seating now. The beer again, you know, I like it. I don't know if I love it, but I love that space. Alpine Dog Brewery on Seventeenth Avenue. I'm so glad you mentioned that one. That was one of my favorites. I used to live on 14th and Ogden, and that was our go-to every night. Um, 
great vibe for a tiny space and I'm excited to try the new one. I am too. So so you're saying, Paul, if we were Denver Bicycle Cafe fans, we could maybe, we would at least go in there and feel that the space has been respected and it's like a nice, it's still a nice spot, even if it's a different place. I think so. I think so. I think you'll get a lot of the same feelings. Um, I actually have one too for uh, best vibes. Brewability uh, in Inglewood. It's uh, it's almost, it's like on Broadway, almost to Old Hampton. And it is a brewery run by um, folks with disabilities. They have, uh, they make pizza and beer there. But what I love about this place, it it's a, so a lot of places say they're inclusive, right? And this is like truly the most inclusive space I've ever been in. I've been in there with my friends with disabilities. I've been in there with my kid. Like it's it's incredible. And you see so many different types of people hanging out. I saw these cute people on a first date there. I saw a family of like 10. I, I mean, I just saw so many people the last time I went and they have a vibrating dance floor. That's so it goes along with the music, whether they have, they have live music as well huh. as DJs. So, um, like the dance floor moves. Yeah. So you can feel it. It's so you can feel it. So if you're um, someone who's got who gets really overwhelmed really easily, you can ha wear headphones. They have weighted blankets. They also just have like all these cool little nooks around to hang out and they have a great little patio. And my recommendation is so my favorite Italian restaurant is across the street Gallo and it is off the wall busy all the time. I go over to Gallo. I, I get my name on the list. It's usually 45 hour wait. And then I walk across to brewability, hang out. My husband gets a beer. I get a drink. My kid can hang out there. And then we just spend an hour waiting for our table and hang out at this awesome brewery. That sounds fantastic. Great recommendation. It's the, it's the best. Okay. So we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but best brewery for the food. Paul? I'd be happy to take this one first. My choice is also heavy metal themed, maybe not black metal, but it's Black Sky Brewery on Santa Fe, south of the Arts District, founded 2013. So congrats on the 10 year anniversary, Black Sky Brewery. I learned from them while I was doing research that February is stout month. Apparently that's their specialty, dark beers. So look at us <laughs> hitting that uh, news peg, stout month, there you go. But the food is what we're talking about and the food is what's special here. I think the beer, it's like pretty good. The pizza is excellent. Uh, wow. They make New Haven style pizza. It's thin crust, coal fired, lots of vegan and vegetarian options. I remember going there for the beer one time and then ordering a pizza and being like, you all should call yourself a pizza place. This is, this is clearly what you're doing the best, the pizza. Coming from you, Paul, that's a pretty serious recommendation. Someone's pizza. Okay. There you go. I've pizza from Black Sky Brewery. I've driven by it many times and not been in. So noted. I'll go there for pizza next time. Uh, Adrian. I, I think I'm going to cheat a little bit. Mine is, uh, and excuse me if you're a Dutch speaker, I don't know how to really pronounce it, but it's, it's good jour, which is Dutch for good acid. And this is a tap room. So they do have huh. some of their own brews, I believe. Uh, it's on Welton Street and 28th. So near where the new location for Welton Street Cafe is in Five Points. It is a a place that focuses on sour beers and cheeses. So if you are a charcuterie board lover, huh. this is the place for you, man. You could get a, sour, a couple of sour beers. They also serve wines if you're not into sour beers. But as a sour beer lover and a charcuterie lover, this, this is like one of my go-tos. I used to live a few blocks away from it. And you can get 
boards, sandwiches. You can order boards to go. So if you have a little date or you got a, you're going to a little party, it is a, a great location. They just expanded their kitchen, so their menu is expanding a little bit. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so not a brewery per se, but a tap room. Is that different? Can someone tell me what the difference is? I think the difference being that they don't necessarily brew their own beers. They serve oh. the beers from other locations, so they have a, a, a huge selection, but they're not necessarily brewing their own in-house. It's called, okay, I looked it up. It's G-O-E-D-Z-U-U-R. Yes, and I don't speak you that. You did a great so, job. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know how to pronounce that either. Okay, we're going to talk about a few honorable mentions because I know when we do these categorizings, it's hard to get every place in that we love. Um, Adrian, what are some honorable mentions, some places that you haven't been able to talk about yet that you just love? I want to shout out Dos Luces uh, down on in Platt Park on South Broadway. Um, I just unfortunately, we, there was news this week that somebody had driven into their, their brewery, so they're they're closed temporarily while they, while they fix the damages. But they have... An incredible little tap room, and um, they were f- opened in 2018 in the in the Platte neighborhood, and they're focused on corn-based brews. Uh, so things I don't know that we talked about on the show before, like chicha, pulque, tepache, all kind of Mesoamerican, Central South American brews. Um, and they also, I want to give them a shout out because they have chicha morada, which is a non-alcoholic beer brewed with purple corn. So it's frothy, it's purple, it's delicious. Um, and then they, you know, they carry also a lot of the Mexican Coca-Cola, Jarritos, uh, sodas. Um, I love that spot. That's a beautiful space. And I read, um, I think I read in the Denver Post, the thing you can do to support Dos Luces right now is just buy gift cards from them because that helps them stay afloat and then you can come and use it later. So if you still want to support Dos Luces because they're not open um, while they're trying to figure it out, I think that's the best way to do it. Also, what is it with Broadway? People dro- remember how people drove into the Hornet three different times in one year? Mm-hmm. Come on, it's terrible. Anyway, Paul, what about you? What what's an honorable mention for you? A place we haven't talked about yet? Uh, well, we talked about Bull and Bush, so I won't go back to Bull and Bush. Um, Strange Craft Brewing, I'd love to shout out. They make a beer that I think was so interesting, kind of like first opened my eyes to the possibilities in beer. It's a sour, so not my go-to, but I have enjoyed it. The Cherry Creek, apparently a creek is a style of sour Belgian beer married with cherries, and so they they made one and it, they named it after our beloved Cherry Creek here in Denver. Love it. That's a fun beer. Great Divide Brewing is another one. That's a brewery that's like one of the bigger names in town. The beers, I think, are okay. I like them all right. Um, the thing I think they do is special is that Denver Pale Ale, which they get an artist to redesign the can for every year. And I just always look forward to that. And I'll always buy a six-pack when the new design is out. I think that's a fun tradition. I do like that. I'm glad that you brought that up because that is something that I think is really cool about the beer scene here is you often see a lot of uh a lot of care and concern go into the labels and that often is working with local artists or just like, it's just a cool, it's a cool way to combine two things like art and, and beer. I love that. Yeah. And it helps you stand out. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's a crowded, crowded market. There's a lot of local breweries. This is true. This is true. Okay. So, uh, we now have to talk about the best brewery. So, as two beer likers, this takes into account, I, I don't know, I guess you guys can each talk about why you've picked this, whether it's because it's the combination of the beer and the atmosphere or 
or the menu or, or whatever it is that you really love. But we're talking best brewery in Denver. Adrian, what is your pick? My pick, no surprise, is Raices. It's, I think the vibes are great. Uh, we spent the entire World Cup at that place and it, it was crowded. It was fun. Uh, I've never been in such a crowded space and had so much fun. I'm usually anti big crowds, uh, it's, it's particularly post 2020. But this is, like I mentioned earlier, one of my favorites to walk in and, and see. Um, I was reading, you know, looking up some of the stuff yesterday in preparation and reading about some of the breweries. Uh, only 2.2% of breweries in this country are owned by folks that identify as Latino. Um, and so, you know, to have one one of those breweries here making great beers, putting on great events. And it being uh, they busy. Have great food. That means like. And it's busy. It's fun. Yes. That's It's just my favorite place to be. I feel you. Uh, sometimes I go and I don't even drink the beer. Like I mentioned, I maybe drink Malta. I'll have some Topo Chicos and, and check out who the, the food truck is or I'll go watch some, some sporting event. Uh, it's just a great place to hang out in general. It's my favorite brewery. If folks haven't been to Raices, it's in Sun Valley. So it's right behind. There's this giant building that you can see on I-25 at 8th Avenue. Uh, it's currently called Steam on the Platte. If you're old Denver, you might have gone there when it was a warehouse called the Tar Shack. Uh, but it's right behind there. And then it's right off of the bike path. So, And it's right by uh, Meow Wolf. So it's a great little bike ride in the summer, too, if you want to hit that path hit Raices and then continue and go down into downtown. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do. And it's the best, it's the best stop for that. Whether you're a drinker or not, they've got food and again, killer patio. I second you Raices for sure. Okay, Paul, your best brewery recommendation choice. What's your spot? This was surprisingly difficult. I thought I, I thought I had my favorite one on lock and then I started reading around <laughs> and remembering all the places that I've loved over the years. But in the end, I did return to Copper Kettle Brewery because, as Jonathan Shikes, our, our beer friend, Denver Post editor and frequent beer guest on, on our show, says- Colorado Beer Man. Colorado Beer Man, yeah, of course. As he says, uh, the best brewery is the one that's closest to you. And this is the place that's, that's closest to me. It's in my neighborhood. It's one of the reasons we got the place that we did, my wife and I. Because it's like a sentimental thing for us too. It's the first Colorado beer that I ever tried. I remember we were living in DC. She wanted to show off what her home state was good at. And so she smuggled a few Colorado beers on the plane for us to try. One of them exploded, but we got to taste <laughs> a uh, Copper Kettle Brewery Mexican chocolate stout together. And I remember just like loving it. Wait, where is it? It's um, it's on the border between Denver and Aurora. Okay. And actually this was a weird thing because I was looking at the statistical neighborhoods and it didn't say that it was in any of them. It's like in a weird gray area. I don't know exactly where the border runs is, right there. Is it in the shopping center like on Leedsdale in Quebec or... It's close to that. Okay. It's a little bit off of Leedsdale where it turns into Parker. Okay. Near Fairmount Cemetery yeah, that's, for anyone who, for whom that helps. That's definitely, I know that it's not a no man's land, but it definitely is like a, you don't know which city you're in kind of area for sure. Yeah. The borderlands. The, borderlands. <laughs> the Eastern Plains. Oh, the wild, wild so east. It's called, <laughs> it's called the Copper Kettle. Copper Kettle Brewery. I love cool. the Mexican chocolate stout. I love the citrus Paradisi IPA. But this is the place where I'll try any beer they make because I just I have a taste for what they do. I think they're all great. All of them. And this weekend, they're hosting their annual charity chili cook-off. 
Saturday, February 25th, 1 to 4 p.m. So if you want to try it, that'd be a good time. I've never been to a chili cook-off. Is it just like people bring their chili? Wait, also, is this, this is like meat and beans chili, right? This is not like chili with an E. I don't know. I think it's meat and beans chili. And I think they have different categories. But you can pay $10 to be a judge if you want, (laughs) which sounds like a lot of fun. I love it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, All right. Well, I I think you guys gave us some great ideas of places to go for many different reasons. I personally have learned a lot. I know there's some breweries I'm going to try, even as a non-drinker. So, Paul and Adrian, thank you so much. Thanks, Bree. Thanks, Bree. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. The first ever Mile High Asian Food Week is in full swing. Running through Sunday, this celebration of Asian food from across the globe with Denver roots includes dozens of restaurants and food trucks. Just pop by participating businesses and mention Asian Food Week for access to special discounts and secret menus. We'll put a link to Denverite's story in the show notes for more info, but I personally recommend stopping by Lucky Noodles, Fucking Rapidos, which is fucking Rapidos, and Kokoro, whose shrimp tempura splash and inari are unbeatable. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell the founders of Ratio Beer Works about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Your story of of Megan bringing beer on the plane reminds me of I tried to bring Mac salad on the plane from from Honolulu and it was like in a precarious container because that's like that's like a Hawaiian I it's a Hawaiian thing was like macaroni salad and and I wasn't sure if I could get it through security and then I did and then I got it on the plane but it had been like three hours so I was like I probably shouldn't eat this mayonnaise based thing. Yeah, I handed it off to a flight attendant. I was like, do you have a trash? And they were like, yes. I was like, okay.